At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945. Check one, two, three, four, five. Can you speak into your microphone, please? Hi. I'm, yeah, I'm going to need you to use your big girl voice. I don't know what that means. <laughs> Just look at the look at the waveform when I'm speaking, and then you speak. I'm speaking. There you go. See, it's so little. You want me to yell. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty big. Good job. Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast that talks about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles live action 1990 uh, film every week. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Emma. What thoughts do you have on the 1990 live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film? Which one is that? That's the first one that we watched. Honestly, it was a long time ago. Okay. It was good. Do you have any thoughts on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2, The Secret of the Ooze? It was the second one where things got really weird. The second one was where Vanilla Ice did a dance number. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> yes. You're, oh, yes. You like that one? Strange. That no. one was fun. It was a little weird. What was weird about it? Vanilla Ice dancing in the middle of the movie. Unnecessary. That's what made it great. Ninja. Ninja. Rap. Ninja. Ninja. Rap. Go. 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 You remember? I'm remembering now. Okay. We have Emma on the show today. Uh, Emma's my wife. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Do you have anything else you want to say about yourself? Long time listener. That's true. Second time caller. How do you feel? What's what's going on with you today? Small talk, you know? <laughs> Warm people up. How do I feel? Yeah. Pretty good. Okay. What's what's been hap- what's happening? You in know, your life? my AC's fixed in my car. So. That's true. That was a big we did have to take Emma's car to the doctor today. Ethan called my car a patient. I was on the phone with Emma and <laughs> we were trying to figure out when the place closed. And I said, do you think they're taking any more patients? Because I couldn't find the word for customers. Clients. Clients. Clientele. I have clients in my job. I don't really have customers, I guess. Client implies like an ongoing relationship, I think. Yeah. You know? But you have an ongoing relationship. Well, maybe not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you got the AC fixed. The AC is fixed. And you, what else did you do today? Not a lot. Clean you the house. You did a lot. You, you. I did do a lot. Yeah. I made some bread. Uh huh. 
How this is? I had a piece, a, a slice of the loaf, if you will, before you got home, and it was delicious. Good. It was the softest bread that you've made thus far. Thank you. And way better than the weird bread that I made that had like a gray brain in the middle. That was a brick. <laughs> it wasn't. It was <laughs> it so was, dense. It was a brick. I made it. I made an underbaked cake. Is what I made when I tried I to make think, the bread. I don't think it was underbaked. I think that you didn't measure the temperatures. I think it was both underbaked because it was doughy. Really it was doughy precise. in the middle. The temperatures were off, and, and it I probably did. killed the yeast, so then it didn't bake well. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> so you made bread, made hung bread. with a friend, cleaned the house, cleaned the house. We had a Edwin came over. Edwin. Was it Edwin or was it a different guy? I don't know. He didn't introduce himself. Oh, he just walked in and started spraying <laughs> our house with chemicals, <laughs> saying his he, name. He said, is there a dog? <laughs> <laughs> and Abby answered the door. Uh-huh. And she was like, uh, I don't live here. <laughs> <laughs> Where were you? Why didn't you answer I the door? I was putting on shorts so you could go outside. Oh, gotcha. Um, Edwin came and sprayed because we have a bajillion earwigs. Earwigs. I don't know if they have. Do you think they have earwigs elsewhere in the... Nation? I don't know. I'd never seen them before, but we have an infestation. Maybe yeah. that's dramatic. No, I don't think so. I consumed one the other day. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if you wanted to tell this story <laughs> on the show. Well, we're here. We are here. She went home. Oh, okay. Oh, she's backing, backing up. up. <laughs> she's <great>. she <laughs> we backed up you and in. pulled forward again. Um, tell the story about what happened. Okay. Because it's. It will be funny in like a year. It's kind of funny now. I'm still a little traumatized. <laughs> <laughs> We've been having these bugs. Earwigs. Look them up. They've, there's like these little pincer bugs. They're like really long ants with a pincher butt. <laughs> I think the pincers on the front and not on the back. I don't know. I, I don't really look at them closely, I guess. I just kill them. Maybe the pincers on the back. I don't know. So I left a cup out on the counter and I had put a little fruity tablet in it. To make it taste good. It was like a fruit and vegetable tablet. Yeah. I don't really know. To let it dissolve. Yeah. Like a like an energy drink or a sports drink. Like a Yeah. Something like, like that. Just like a vitamin a thing. Vitamin drink. Yeah. But I didn't drink it right away. And so then later I thought, oh, this would be good. And I put the lid on and put a straw in. Was there ice in there? I added ice, you but I didn't look in the cup. Sure. The cup was just sitting open for It was sitting open, how long? which was my mistake. A couple hours. Okay. But to be fair, I'll steep tea and I'll leave it out sure. to cool so then I can make iced tea. Did this drink have sugar in it? Uh, probably. Hmm. Tea doesn't really. Uh, I don't know. We also haven't had this problem until a this week ago. A new, this is a new issue. Well, I put a lid on it, put a straw in it, and I took a drink and I thought, that's weird. There's a chunk. It must not <laughs> have <laughs> dissolved all the way. And I swallowed and then I took another drink. <laughs> And there was another chunk, and I pulled a bug out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I cried for about thirty minutes yeah. and tried not to throw up. It was a. It was. I a, did throw the cup across the room. You did. It was. It was traumatic for me because you were crying, and then I like there was, it was on the floor, all over the place, veg vegetable water all over the ground, and then the bug was crawling away, and he was escaping. He was still alive. So I was trying to kill the bug to avenge my wife, and then. But the, and then I had this drink that I had to clean up, and then you were just standing in the hallway, crying. <laughs> I was just crying. You were just standing. I didn't there know what to do. <laughs> shaking. And it was in my mouth. Yeah, well, even when you describe it, just like the thought uh, of having it in your like on your tongue is just the worst. I, I'm very sad for you, because I can't imagine. I'm sure my reaction would have been maybe not the exact same, but pretty similar. 
I would not have made some of the grand statements that you made. Like, I'm never going to drink again. And then <laughs> I'm never going to eat again. <laughs> were two of the things I have you been said. extremely cautious. I will not drink out of a straw <laughs> cup. Um, I also won't leave any food unattended on the counter anymore. I've yeah. been walking around with my breakfast mm-hmm. until I have a chance to eat it. Yeah. Because um, they seem to, f- they made their way into my lunchbox the next day. Mm-hmm. There wasn't any, f- well, there was just leftover like snacks in there. Yeah. But yeah, pretty bad. I haven't found any in places that I wouldn't expect them to be. I've killed five today. Dang. There's one in the guest bedroom, yeah. one in a leftover cereal bowl from yesterday. Really? Yeah. Was it the one that was just sitting on the counter that mm-hmm. I didn't clean last night? That's my bad. I should have done that. Pretty gross. Hopefully y'all don't have earwigs. Yeah, if you have earwigs, call Edwin. He'll help you out. Or ma- or the mystery man that was just in our house. Do you have a dog? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. Yeah, how um, was your day? My day was good. Uh, hung up a billboard with Garrett today. Oh. not Maybe not a billboard. Like, um, not a cork board, but one of those felts. Things that you could put push pins into? A bulletin board. Bulletin board. What did I say? A billboard. <laughs> I was like, wow, that's huge. I thought I would have heard about that. Yeah. Uh, put up a bulletin board with Garrett. Do you have lots of memos to put on? No. Board? It's in the back corner. It's because we have to post, like legally, employers have to have posted like certain notices from the state about like this place is a registered business in the state of Oklahoma and also... Things from the Department of Labor, like all of your rights as an employee, like all those just have to be posted up there. And I think they're also going to post our like real estate licenses or the, there's just legal things. Mm. And so James is like, we got to hang this up. But he conveniently had us hang it up when he was in Florida. Yeah. So, <laughs> enjoying the beach. <laughs> enjoying the beach. But that, so that was good. Had a couple meetings. Um, I don't know. Not, I mean, it was just a pretty standard day. Went out to lunch. Whiskey cake. Yeah. Had a salad and fries. My standard lunch, work lunch. Because you can't eat too heavy when you're working in an office. You know? Like if you have a burger at lunch. A burger and fries. A burger and fries. A little rough. You know, it, it just fills you up and you kind of have that feeling in your gut. And you're just like, ah, this, I'm, I'm going to go to sleep. But a salad, great because it's not too heavy fries great because it like gets you that like okay i'm definitely like out to eat like i'm eating fries it's worth it you know combine them together you get a meal that's filling but doesn't oversaturate your gut so i, I always agree. get this i always get the salad and fries i'm on board with the salad and fries but yeah. i know a lot of people well, make fun of a lot me of people for it. make fun of me for it but i think it's pretty smart i think i'm working the system it's something i would do personally which is maybe why we're compatible maybe i think that's the reason we're compatible I can't think of anything else. Why are you making that face? Oh, because you just drank through a straw. <laughs> risky business. <laughs> it is. Just, even though you've had your sights on this thing the whole time. You never know. You never know. You look away for one second and the earwigs get in. For those that don't know, uh, we're recording this. I guess we should have said more. We're just assuming that people know what's going on. Uh, Patrick had his baby. Well, Phoebe had Patrick's baby. Normally, this is the Crunch Podcast. Normally, that's how it happens. <laughs> this is the Crunch Podcast. Normally, it's me and my friend Patrick. Uh, but he's out. He's busy. So last week we did an interview with John Donahue. Which I, did you listen to that? I did. Do you think it was good? Yeah, it was great. I thought, great. It, was, I thought it was interesting. You know, he was a eloquent young man, spry. Very fun. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, so we did an interview with John last week. Uh, got Emma on the podcast this week. Not sure if Patrick's going to be back next week. We'll see. But I'm just going to keep. It's going to be the Ethan show for until he's back online and back. I think he gets. 
maybe two weeks of paternity leave or three weeks. I'm not sure how long he has off from his job. But as long as he's home with the baby, I it is all Stevie all the time, baby. And uh, now you have two Stevies and a baby on this podcast. Three Stevies. Three Stevie. Well, yes, that's true. The baby is a Stevie, technically. What do you mean technically? I was I was trying to include the baby in the conversation, but I accidentally like depersoned the baby. But the baby, there's three Stevies here. Yes, yes, you're correct. You feel good, pregnancy wise? Do people want to know? They're always asking how you're feeling. Are they? Well. Maybe not the people, the podcast listeners, but I'm sure there are some ladies in the audience that are like, how's the first trimester? It's the standard question when you when, when you talk, talk to, to anyone. Someone. Yeah. How are you? I feel pretty good. Yeah. But I'm very tired. Yeah. We had to pump Emma full of sugar to get her ready for this episode. I made the mistake of laying on the couch <laughs> before Ethan got home from Emma's work. face, <laughs> she fell asleep on this pillow. It looked like, you ever seen The Dark Knight starring Christian Bale? The... The side of her face looked like Harvey Two-Face uh, after his f- face gets kind of... She had two split faces because she had those lines and it was perfectly geometrical matching with like the little cross-stitch pattern in the pillow. And it was pretty funny. Hello. Damn, I, I thought you was dead. Half. Who picked up Rachel? Must have been Maroney's man. Shut up! Are you telling me that you're going to protect the other traitor in Gordon's unit? I don't know. He never told me. Listen, Dent, I didn't know what they were going to do to you. That's funny. Because I don't know what's going to happen to you either. A lot of sleeping. A lot of sleeping. A lot of sleeping. But other than that, you feel good. Not as much nausea anymore. Nope, still, I really can't complain. Yeah, still some. Uh, you didn't throw up once, Mm-mm. at least from this. I don't know if you've thrown up other times. I almost threw up from the bug. That's but true. But that's about it. That wouldn't have counted, yeah. Well, good. I'm glad you feel well. Uh, I think what we're going to do today is we're, we're a few minutes in for the remainder of the episode. We're just going to, we got some questions that people have specifically for you uh, because nobody ever has questions for me. That's not true. Well, people, well, I guess they do write into Dr. Ethan, but <laughs> you I have a segment podcast. where people write in <laughs> questions to me. I'm just thinking of outside of that small world. A lot of people have questions for Patrick, you know. When people write questions into the podcast in general, they're typically asking both of you. That's true. That's a good point. Well, people have a lot of questions for you. So right. we're going to, this is coming exclusively on the Discord. So if you're listening to this, you're not on the Discord, uh, we're going to start with uh, some of the patron questions, and I'm going to give priority to our fine, fine patrons, and uh, we'll see if we can get to some of the other ones. Um, but if you support us, $5 a month on Patreon, that's basically a buck twenty-five an episode. With inflation, it's like less than a dollar an episode, if you really think about it. It's less than the iced tea that I just bought from McDonald's. Yes. How much was the iced tea that you bought? Six dollars? Dollar fifty. Oh, okay. You were talking about the per episode price. Oh, yeah. You were talking about the month. I was like, dang. (laughs) That's wow. Uh, So support us on Patreon. Five bucks a month is a dollar twenty-five an episode. If you think this episode is worth a dollar twenty-five, feel free to give us a shout. So we're gonna start off with a question from uh, one of our longtime patrons and supporters, Camille. And she has a question for you about nursing. Okay. Uh, Emma is a nurse, has been a nurse, was a nurse at uh, the NICU. 
at the OU Children's Hospital. And she asks, I work in recruiting for a major hospital system. So personally, I would love to hear a bit about her decision to leave her nursing job. Obviously, only as much as y'all are willing to share, but I hear from people every day about why they are looking to leave their jobs because of everything that COVID has done to the healthcare world. So I'm also just interested to see her perspective on all of that too. Recruiting for it has been mentally and emotionally exhausting, so I can literally only imagine what it has been like on the patient care side of things. You can go in any direction with that that you like. Yeah. Um, it was a very hard decision. I wouldn't necessarily say that it was COVID-related, but I can't... The leaving your job. Leaving my job part. Yeah. But I also started my job a week before the world shut down, so I don't know... Like your first date was what? February... It was March 9th. March 9th. And so my first week of orientation... No one was wearing masks. We were all at tables together. The next week in the classroom, we had to sit six feet apart with masks, and we skipped half of class to watch the live stream from the hospital about COVID. Yeah. So I don't really know what it was like pre-COVID, but also I worked in the NICU where we had very, very few positive patients throughout the last two years. So we had a lot of potentials because their moms were positive, but... When the baby leaves the mom right away, you don't really run into that problem. But as far as leaving my job, um, it's been a really ongoing process, I would say. Ethan's been trying to get me to quit basically since I started my job. Well, can I say why? Yes. Because that sounds really bad. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, just the way that the the hospital system is set up, and I don't know if it's different in other places, but there's a certain level of weekend requirements, and it just made it that... Either Emma had to work every Saturday of the month to fulfill her weekend requirements, or she would miss Sunday mass two weeks out of the month. And have to work Saturday and have to work Saturday, Sunday. And so it was, I understand that it's like, it's an important job and someone's got to take care of these babies and all these things. But it was just kind of like making it so that we couldn't go see our friends. We couldn't go do like make the trips that we wanted to make over the weekends. We couldn't see our family, see our family. We made we engagement really, really hard. Made engagement super rough. Like, it was just all these things that added together. It's like, okay, yeah, what you're doing is literally a corporal work of mercy. Like you are caring for the sickest people on the planet. You know, the babies in the NICU who are still, their lungs aren't fully formed and their stomachs are hanging out the side of their bodies. You know, like you're doing an amazing and beautiful thing but it's preventing you from living any of the other important parts of your life, you know? And so uh, for me, it was always like Emma felt this obligation to serve these children because she loved it. She was really good at it. But I saw how it was just affecting all these other things. And I tried, obviously there was some of it that was selfish. It's like, I want my wife to be uh, full of energy and in a good mood when she's around me, you know, and you like weren't sometimes. And so most of the time, most of the time. Uh, so some of that was like probably selfish for me, but a lot of it was like, we, in order to live the life that we've stated that we want to live together, this can't, like, we can't keep going this direction. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, that is the biggest thing. And the reason it, we slowly worked our way down and I eventually quit because it was just taking away from every other area of our life. Um, when we were dating, we were doing long distance, long distance, an hour and a half apart, but you know, Distance. Ethan's, <laughs> Ethan was free on the weekends and I had to work most weekends. And so there's the stress of that and not being able to build intentional relationships with our friends. And like you said, see our family. So that was a really big yeah. component in the decision um, and something we've talked about multiple times. Like there was a point 
in probably 2020 where I was like, oh, yeah, you I'm almost not, quit. I'm not ready to quit. But also, like, where do I go from here? Because I felt really stuck. And because you were doing night shift. It was three night shifts a week plus the same weekend requirement. Yeah. And you already had trouble sleeping. I and do have a sleep disorder. Yeah. Yeah. So it was just super crazy. The worst year. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 was 2020 was the worst year for me, not because of COVID. Like, yeah, COVID sucked, but I was traveling long distance back and forth and you were incoherent. Yeah. <laughs> it was really bad. Yeah. I was very, very sick, I would say. Yeah. I, I would, just was I not agree. mentally with anything. Yeah. Because I wasn't sleeping. Yeah. Um, so yeah it I made did. a lot of things very challenging. Yes. I did night shift and then I switched to days mm -hmm. at the end of 2020. And then we went, I went down to two days a week, which was helpful. And I started babysitting a couple of days just to supplement my income. But I had the same weekend requirement. So in theory, it was helpful because I was working less long shifts at the hospital, but I still was... Still had the same amount of weekends. And that staff. was while we were engaged, which really, yeah. was really challenging because, you know, you want to do bridal showers and dress fittings and all these things. And yep. my mom just wasn't able to be as involved as I would have liked her to. And that was hard. And then in the this past fall, I went down to one day a week in an attempt to help with the weekend requirement. And that was really... Because really the weekend requirement's cut in half when you do, when you do one day. It went from four days a week... or. Oh, four no. days a month to, to one. one shift yeah. a month, which made a huge difference. Yeah. Um, so that was very life-giving, and that's what I would have kept doing if I would have stayed with my job Yeah. because it was really helpful for us, and I could pick up a shift if I ever wanted to. Um, but I also would say, like, there's just a lot of other things that went into it. I mean, I worked in the only level four NICU in the state, which means that we took the sickest babies out of any other hospital. Like, mm -hmm. they would be sent to us. We had all the specialties, which was really cool. And that was my draw to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And it was such a gift. And part of the reason I didn't want to leave was because I had this very, I still do, have this very unique skill set that not a lot of people have. And right. like, You're like the top 1% of the top 1% just, of people who can care for these kinds of babies. Yeah, just keeping the sickest of the sick alive, mm -hmm. the tiniest babies. But because of that, you know, it's very physically and emotionally demanding is there. 13 to 14 hours at a time, I would leave the house at 5.50 in the morning and get home at 8 p.m. And so even just doing one to two shifts in a row, mm -hmm. you're just completely exhausted. Yeah. Or I was, I guess. <laughs> Maybe other people don't experience that. Sure. But the stress of the job, the emotional stress was really hard. Um, I mean, I, I worked with a lot of patients that did eventually pass away. Um, which is something that I just had to learn to cope with. And mm -hmm. there were a couple that really, really got me. Um, then we also have the work environment. I would say, ultimately, I was very blessed. We were teaching hospital, and I had a lot of support mm. throughout my time learning. Right. I mean, they taught me a ton. And there was always, always, always a nurse willing to help. Like, there was rarely a time where I walked down the hall and I couldn't find someone to help me if I needed it. But I would still say that the morale on our unit was pretty low. And I don't know if that mm. was a COVID thing or if maybe that's something that just happens just in happens. ICU situations. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I think when people think of the NICU, they think, oh, sweet and cuddly, you feed babies and you get to hold them, which sometimes is true. I've had shifts where I've just literally sat and held a baby, but most of my shifts have been spent taking care of babies on their deathbed, yeah. um, which is it's a, a lot. It's intense. And so I think over time that just wears people down Yeah. on top of the physical demands. And then we also have about 300 nurses on our unit. And so just a lot harder to build personal relationships. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then I would say lastly, just the management. I don't want to speak poorly of anyone because I, they were helpful. Oh, I, mean, I will. No, <laughs> they were helpful. And, and yeah, when I left, true. one of my managers did say to me, like, ultimately we work to support our families. And if working isn't the best thing for your family, then what's the point of being here? And that was really encouraging to me because mm -hmm. that's exactly what our mindset is. Right. Um, and so to hear my manager say that, I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> they're not upset with me for leaving. And she implied that I could come back if I wanted to. You're making faces. I'm not making faces. I'm, <laughs> I'm listening attentively. Uh, but I did. I mean, I just felt a lot of times like we were treated like machines, which yeah. I'm sure happens in healthcare everywhere. And it happens in every everywhere. Yeah. yeah. It's just, I mean, you could put in a schedule and then they would completely change it around and you would have to work four shifts in a row and you couldn't find a trade. Yeah. I was scheduled one time, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday over a holiday weekend. What, and what I, holiday was that? I don't remember. Do you remember? Fourth of July last year, maybe. Halloween, Columbus Labor Day. Day, maybe. Labor Day. It was probably Labor Day. I think so. Yeah. Um, Gosh. But I just some people like working more than two shifts in a row, but it just really it was really hard for me, mm -hmm. and I I don't feel like I was a good nurse because I was so physically and mentally exhausted that yeah. I like, couldn't be present to my patients. I couldn't be present to their families, mm -hmm. and honestly, it was probably unsafe because you know, a lot of my patients are on narcotic drips and are on really intense ventilators. And, you know, if you're not mentally there, then it's just a little risky. So, right. And oh. with pregnancy now, it's like even more of a reason to just like the tiredness level and the energy levels. Like you're already having a hard time. Like you stand, I've seen you like stand up and walk across the house and be out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true. I, it's a little true. Uh, I have been very tired though, so... I would say all these things have been yeah, adding up over time. And then mm -hmm. I also have just experienced some anxiety with my job. And I don't, for no particular reason, there isn't, I wasn't afraid of a particular assignment right. or a particular person, but yeah. um, it was preventing me from sleeping before I went. So mm -hmm. we ultimately decided that it was better for our marriage and for our child and for my health overall, just to totally. go ahead and take a step back now. And it's been very freeing. So I do miss it a little. I miss the very specific task of taking care of the babies, mm -hmm. but I don't really miss everything surrounding it was yeah. was not the best. The rest of the Yeah. I can already say in the two weeks that you've not been working there, you seem more at peace. You seem happier. I don't know if that's true or that's just my perception. No, I feel very very much at peace and like I said, very free. Just the ability to do stuff around the home mm -hmm. and you know, get caught up on laundry all the way down to like washing the blankets in our living room and mm -hmm. things that that have been needed to wa be washed for yeah Lord a long knows how time long. and um, also just getting to see friends without yeah. having to neglect stuff in the home mm -hmm. duties in the home or neglect our time together yeah speaking of friends and being together Ben Eastman wants to know your thoughts on our community oh yeah I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for again, just to give a little background, uh, and to give you time to collect your thoughts, the community came about, we did a podcast on it. I don't know, a couple months ago, it must've been in October. Cause I recorded it right after we had that meeting. I think after our second meeting, when we decided on Arcadia, on Arcadia, man, that still was in November though. Yeah. That's like six months ago. <sighs> you know, June is next month. Yeah. You know, on June 1st, I will have worked at my job for a year. It's gone very fast. You know, I turned, I enter my late twenties oh next month. <laughs> Ethan continues to bring up 
how he's turning or he's entering his late 20s at 26. You see this? Your blonde hair? It's gray. Okay. <laughs> uh, so there's a po- Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Podcast before, I don't remember which one it is. Regan's going to put in the link in the description to this episode. But essentially, there's a lot of people that live in Oklahoma City and a lot of really orthodox, really beautiful, young Catholic families that are either former missionaries or current missionaries in kind of where they work, even if they weren't formally associated with a missionary organization, they're living out the mission of the church in just how they live their lives. And Em and I were experiencing this and we were thinking about, you know, the life that we wanted to live as a married family, married couple and growing a family, whatever, you know what I mean? This lining kugel's hitting me like a truck. I can't even speak. One summer the, shandy the deep. The lightest beer that the you can buy. The lightest beer on the planet. 3.2% ABV. Um, the, we were thinking about the type of family that we wanted to raise and the type of married life that we wanted to have. And just driving 30 minutes to see another family that believes how you believe, it just doesn't make a lot of sense when there's a possibility to live in close physical community. It's also very challenging to have a real authentic community when you only see each other once a month. And so I think there's a real need and a real desire from a lot of the greatest minds of the church um, throughout all of history, but especially now when everything is so individualistic and dependent on institutions, like we depend on things like focus or the parish or the diocese or word on fire or whatever to create our community for us. And then we step into it and we just kind of pick, like we, we take the parts that we like and we leave out the parts that we don't like. But you think about the, in the book of Acts, they all lived together. They all lived nearby. They added people to their number through the witness of their, of their community. They shared everything in common. And so in just a small attempt to try and live this out, we got a bunch of people over to our house and invited them to, uh, to live 
in close physical proximity. And we ended up all deciding on building some lots in a town outside of Oklahoma City. It's about 10 minutes outside of town. And it's been a beautiful exercise so far, just in trust. But that's kind of the background. I, people have heard what I think, but what do you think? Yeah, I mean, we have similar thoughts. We but you have a woman's touch. Came up with the idea, I would say, mostly together. And just we're the ones, ultimately, that pitched it to everyone. Mm-hmm. Which is really exciting that it's actually happening. Yeah. Um, in this very room. Yeah, we had a lot of people in this room. We put up a lot of people in here. I put up a PowerPoint right on that wall. Ethan did a lot of research before. It was pretty funny. Yeah. He was very committed. I um, still am. Me too. But I, I mean, I agree with what you said about having to travel or drive to see our friends. And I'm, I'm so ready for that to be done, at least for... The few friends that a few of our friends are going to live there. Our yeah. friends that are living, that are building right next to us, have committed to. I mean, they signed a contract at the same time as us, and their house will be done right around the same time. Uh, yeah, so they're going to live right next to us, and I have been trying to talk to Ray and just catch up with her, probably for a couple weeks now, because we haven't even, we haven't even talked in since Good Friday. I haven't seen her in person since Good Friday. Yeah. They live in Norman, so 35 to 40 minutes, depending on traffic. And they're super busy. I mean, they're planning summer camp, and Chet has another job, and they have a baby, and she's still on campus as a missionary. You know, they're just busy people, like most. And that is really hard for me to try Mm -hmm. to build a relationship with someone. Like a real, like a deep relationship where you're walking together towards the Lord and like living in an evangelizing community. It's like almost impossible. That's why focus missionaries live together, you know? So I'm, I'm ready for that to be done and I'm really excited Mm -hmm. to actually enter into that. But with that, I have absolutely no idea what it looks like in college. I had people close to me, but Mm -hmm. I was never a focus missionary and I didn't live with three or four other, I guess one to two other people whose whole job was to go out and evangelize a community and, Mm -hmm live in community with each other yeah so it will be a new experience and i think naturally at least for the women there's a lot of fear that creeps in with Mm -hmm. comparison and Mm. what's it going to be like yeah long term like what if these people become really good friends and and i'm left out and i'm left out yeah or just all these different fears that i think are going to continue to come up over time but i mean we talk about it often how we desire to be honest with each other and Mm -hmm. have the the freedom and the space to go to the other person, go to another person and tell them how we're feeling and actually talk through things without it being very accusing. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, I have, I just have absolutely no idea what it looks like. So yeah. would you say that the the proximity is the thing you're most excited about? Just like being close or are you more excited about some other aspect? I think the proximity is probably the biggest yeah. thing that I'm excited for, but also being able to have a home that we own Mm. and having more space in our backyard to have an actual garden and have chickens. I'm so excited to have chickens. Living in a rental gets old when you're like trying to actually build your life, you know? Yeah. Like I understand that it's challenging for everybody to build a house or buy a house or get their own land or whatever, but it's just so hard to create a family identity when you're renting. Yeah. You know? I'm very thankful that we're going to be moving into this house right around the time that we're also having our first child and we can start that. Oh yeah. 
kind of all at the same time. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it'll be a little rocky with all this transition happening at once, but just yeah. like you said, we can't really tear up their yard and no. make a big garden and right. put chickens back there. Mm-hmm. And also we're in the middle of, like there's an elementary school across the like street. Like right across us. the street. <laughs> so just things that aren't feasible here. So I'm also excited for that and yeah. to have a place that's more permanent. Like we know that we're leaving here in seven, eight months. Yeah. So, but the proximity is, is definitely the most enticing to me because mm-hmm. Carly and I will for sure stay home and I'm not entirely sure what race plan is, but there'll be three of us out there for now. And then hopefully more people will be able to start mm-hmm. building here this year. It's like four other families that are seriously considering moving out there. Yeah. So, so just being able to, to go on a walk together or stop over because Carly lives out there currently and has felt a lot of loneliness and yeah. this, the last eight months of motherhood and trying to figure things out. And so I hope that that's something that will change for her, but also that will be really good for all of us. Sorry. I just burped. I didn't mean to. Let's see here. So do you want to get into Regan's question about Ephesians chapter five? How long have we been recording? It's we're at like minute 40 or you want to jump to a Dr. Ethan's dating corner. Mm, That might be a safer bet you think so yeah okay is that okay no that's totally fine sorry regan sorry no regan we'll we'll talk about it at some point i think it's a phenomenal question we might have to do like a you and me do a, a thing just for the patrons where we answer regan's question that's about what I was thinking. marriage because i think it's or, it's worth like spending some time on at some point yeah you know? i guess that's rather what i was thinking is that it was a pretty long question right and yeah and we want to get i don't into think it. that we would do it justice by no trying to squeeze it trying in to 10 minutes before the hour uh, okay, D- let's get in Dr. Ethan's dating corner. Roll the bumper, baby. Uh, I know it hurts. I'm sorry. It's it's not, I, I, I... All right, you came to the right place, you ding dong. It's called communication, baby. Welcome to Dr. Ethan's Dana Connor Spar- Spar- <laughs> I'm going to try that one more time. Welcome to Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner, sponsored by Leo Nevy. The doctor is in. We've got a question that has come in from a listener. She said that I could uh, say her name, but I'm not going to. But if you're in the Discord, you would know who it is because she just kind of posted it for everyone to see. If you're in the Discord, you'd also see pictures of Leo Nevy, who's super cute. Yes. And if you're in the Discord, Oh, if you're just in the patron chat, you would see a picture of my coffee table. So super excited. Pick slip, coffee table reveal. Check it out. Five bucks a month. Anyway, so the, here's the, the summary of the question. You ready? In-law parents being very strict with PDA in-house when couple is adults. Putting the grammar of that aside, I think you would have an interesting response to this question because I think we might have differing answers. Do you think they're married? Well, I'll, I'm going to read it to you and we'll okay, know. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Because I think you and I have different opinions on PDA. We do. <laughs> I, female 21, and my boyfriend, male 25, have been dating for almost 15 months now. We are very serious about engagement and marriage happening within the next couple years. We live about 30 minutes apart, and I currently student teach on his side of town, so I often go to his house after school. He currently lives at home with his mom and dad while looking for a job. We were at a family party at his place this past weekend, sitting on the couch together. Ooh la la. My head was in his lap as I was looking up at him and talking. 
His mom soon came over to us and told us to get up. He later learned that his mom is not comfortable with affection being shown in the house. At all? <laughs> any affection. Then... The dog starts licking your hand. You get away from me. She was not happy with how much we were sharing small kisses during the family party. Okay, that, that might be a little much. <laughs> I would need some more detail on what that. <laughs> Just like takes a bite of roast beef. <laughs> wait, 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 pause. Remember when my cousin freaked out because we shared a, a water bottle? Oh, a water bottle. Yeah. How old is your cousin at the time? 11 Probably or 12? Like 11, yeah. Yeah. And we lost it. We were over at Emma's house, her family's house, and... I just took a drink from Emma's water bottle and she just like Mamie looked at us, mouth dropped open. She went and got Ethan a cup of water because she was so appalled. She was so stressed out that we were drinking. Isn't that gross? And then later I used a fork, the same fork that you used. Oh yeah, she also went and got you a fork. And she also got me a new fork. Very concerned that we were uh, sharing germs. Yes. Oh, to be 11. (laughs) Uh, it It was very earnest and very beautiful. She was not happy with how much we were sharing small kisses during the family party and other forms of affection. This has now resulted into my boyfriend feeling the need to literally look over his shoulder before kissing me at his house to prevent angering his mom. I don't feel entirely welcome at his house either now. That's sad. It also sucks too because we're in our 20s, especially with him being 25 years old and having to act like teenagers around his family. This isn't the first kind of these things either to happen with his mom in our relationship recently. Are we not being understanding enough with his mom's rules? Is this normal? What should we do? Please help. Good doctor. P.S. We are both also about to graduate college, too. So that's the question. Okay. PDA in the house. Small kisses during family dinner. What are your thoughts? I do think we have different opinions on this. (laughs) I'm not very big on PDA. Yeah. I feel really weird about kissing in front of our parents. Still. But we're married. We've been married for nine months. You ha- We have a baby. <laughs> I know. It's just really weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we do, like, sit. Like, we'll sit on the same love seat mm-hmm. and we'll hold hands and, like, I'll hug you randomly. Sure. The, 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 but, but dating people do that, too. No, that's know? what. Yeah. Like, we've done that since we were dating. Yeah, that's So, true. I don't think it's all bad. Maybe the small kisses during family dinner, a little much. I would just need more detail on what the small kisses were. Yeah, but also... Like, was it, I like think it would kissing be different of the hand or of the arm? That's true. Like, leaning over, That's kiss true. on the cheek. Okay, I didn't even think about... I was just imagining... Just making out during dinner. <laughs> kissing each other or, on the mouth during dinner. <laughs> I felt really weird about that. Technically explain the angle of approach. Is it like, maybe they would kiss... Maybe it was like a dinner roll. You know, they kiss the dinner roll and then they pass it and then they put the dinner roll to their lips. So Mm -hmm. it's like they were kissing, but it was a secret. It also depends on how many. Like occasionally you'll randomly grab my hand and you'll kiss my hand. Yeah. But you do that like once a month, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Do I need to increase my frequency of hand kisses? But if you were doing, if you did that like four to five times during family dinner, you'd be like, maybe this is weird. It's like, are you, this is not an attack. Oh, no. Question asker. Like, are you, is the conversation at the table that boring that you just have to resort to the passions of the flesh? You know? Like, usually when I'm at dinner, I'm like talking and we're having a conversation. Like, I'm not, like, obviously, I'm always thinking about kissing you. That's like always in the back of my mind because, like, you're my wife, hmm. you're the only woman I ever think about. I love you, babe. But sometimes I'm just like in the conversation and I'm just like not, not even concerned with your lips. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> this is just. 
Oh boy. Well, okay. So what do you think, what would be your advice, especially on like dealing with the, the mom? Cause we both have moms. We do. I think the mom is maybe being a little too strict. Sure. But also it's her home and, and you're, you're not married. Yeah. Like and I you're making out during the salad course. <laughs> like you need to get it together. I think it would be different if you were married. Mm-hmm. Um, it definitely would be different if it was not at their house, but the fact that she doesn't prefer it at their house and you're dating and he's living there yeah. means that they're supporting him in some way. And sure. so it's kind of a, my house, my rules situation. Yeah. I feel like there isn't, there aren't a lot of ways around that. Yeah. I mean, if you were married, maybe you could say something, but then you're still at their house. And so I don't know. Even if you are married, like when you're visiting someone else's home and they ask you to do something, you should probably do it. It'd be weird, like if someone came over and I asked them to take off their wet shoes and they said no. And they said no. You'd be like, what? Like if know. someone came over to my house and they had like a dream catcher on their backpack, for example, I'd be like, can you take that dream catcher off before you come in here? You know? It's like, okay, that doesn't make a lot of sense. What's the, what's the harm? I don't want pagan stuff in my house. Maybe this woman, this lady, I don't know, maybe she, uh, maybe to her, it's some kind of offense or affront to like modesty and dignity, which is related to like how good Christians behave. You know, maybe it's a, maybe it's a spiritual thing, you know? Maybe it's how she was raised. Maybe it's how she was raised. Maybe her parents never held hands or kissed. Small kisses during the family party. I guess I, I extrapolated that to dinner. I realized that it might not necessarily oh, just be at, just during the party. Yeah. So. But if there's a party, there's a lot of people there. Yeah, so exactly. then you have a lot so of people to talk to. Right. It's fine to hang out with your significant other at a party. Like we do that a lot where we're just like hang out together. That's the best part about family parties. What? <laughs> you have someone. To you have someone to talk to <laughs> that understands you. But like you got to get out there and you got to, you know, shake hands and kiss babies. Maybe not too much. You don't do too many small kisses because it'd be <laughs> signs of infection in the house. Too much PDA. Too much PDA. Um, so I don't know. I think I can see both sides because you guys are adults. But at the same time, he lives there. It's their house. She has, I assume, politely, maybe she didn't do it politely, but like asked you to do this thing. She's also made her expectations clear. That's true. Like she didn't just get mad and not tell you why. Yeah, or at least bad. I'm assuming she didn't. Yeah. It sounds like she assuming the virtue she on the part of the mom said yeah. what she didn't want, right? And so it's really hard to say no to that. I don't know what you guys are doing kissing before marriage, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't kiss before marriage. Not at all. Never once. This is weird. Let's move on. <laughs> do you want another Doctor Ethan's dating corner? Sure. We can do one more, I think, Kay. and then I have to go to the bathroom. Okay, I was like, where do you have to go? We're, <laughs> <laughs> We're at home on a Friday night. <laughs> we don't have any plans. Where else? Where would I go? This is our plan for the evening. This is our plan. We can go to the night market. To buy handguns and bricks of cocaine? <laughs> That's no. an inside joke. Anyway, let's see here. So this is this is pertinent. This is a great question to end on because it's so relative to our our situation. Yours and mine and ours. Marriage? Dr. Ethan's dating question for Emma, which I feel like she'll have a unique perspective on. If you like a guy who has a podcast, mm. should you listen to the podcast? Backstory. We have a friend who recently mentioned she has a crush on a Catholic guy in our area who happens to have a podcast. Patrick Nevy is taken, ladies and gentlemen. He has a son. Please do not develop crushes on Patrick. Thank you. Uh, I actually enjoy his content. They have good discussions, and it's very topical to my area. 
I don't believe she currently listens, but I'm curious if Emma thinks she should start listening. Do you think that you should listen to a podcast that's hosted by a guy that you have a crush on? Answer very carefully. I think it depends on if you have anything to talk to the guy about. If you don't know anything about the guy, and so when you went up to him and you said, hey, hey. and you just tried to start a conversation as a friend, uh-huh. and you were stuck, then it's probably a good idea to listen to his podcast and be like, oh, I heard this pod, or I heard your podcast. It's like stalking without a- all of the weirdness of stalking. Yeah, you can just be like, oh, <laughs> yeah. my friend sent it to me. I don't know. I'm assuming that people... yeah." around you it's like legal it. legal stalking legal stalking i it's illegal to stalk it someone. gives <laughs> it gives you something to talk to them about yeah if you're already friends with them and you don't necessarily need a, a topic of conversation to approach them with uh-huh. then i don't think there's a reason you need to sure it's all it's, well, it's a should you i don't think it's a do i have to well like phoebe doesn't listen to your guys's podcast does she well she's married but I don't think she ever has. Oh, but yeah, but she went to school with Patrick, so they had a. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if yeah. they're friends I'm and you have a up. connection, then do you? I don't. I don't think you need to, or you should. Okay, she has a crush on a Catholic guy who happens to have a podcast. So I think she must know him if she has a crush on him, or at the very but least. But that doesn't necessarily mean that they're friends or that yeah, they've ever talked. That's true. I've had lo- crushes in my day on lots of women that I was not friends with. So I don't know if you've had that experience for men, obviously. I'm sure I have. Okay. It's very possible. So it's possible she has a crush on this guy. Do you want to give the backstory of why you know so much about this topic? We Emma stalked me online. I didn't stalk you. I randomly stumbled upon your podcast after a seat conference. You Googled hot guy Catholic podcasts. Yes. <laughs> I looked up Catholic podcast, uh-huh. which speaks to your reviews that it, it's true that it bumped up. it up. Yeah, it was one of the first ones. That Leave a review on iTunes. This was Spotify. in like 2018. Yeah. Uh, Back when we were started doing, listening. We were doing numbers. I may have added you on Facebook. You did add me on Facebook. But then you followed me on Instagram and then you DM'd me. And then we became friends and then we started dating. So we both know a lot about this. Subject. We do know a lot about <laughs> it. I've never listened to your podcast. so You will now. I'm not going to listen to this. Oh. <laughs> okay, I, 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 well, you don't want to listen to my podcast? I, well, <laughs> I don't know. I'm You've kidding. boxed me into a corner. I'm kidding. Yeah, I don't know if that's helpful or not. I don't think there's a should or should not. I think it's. Let's think of the advantages. Let's think of the advantages. Advantage number one, you know everything that's going on in his life. You do. You do find out a lot about someone depending on what the podcast is on. That's true. Depends on the. You're very open. So I learned a lot about. I was going to ask you about this. Am I too open on the podcast? Because somebody asked, and I'm not trying to pressure you into anything. Somebody asked for you to share your testimony, and you were like, "No." I don't feel comfortable sharing my testimony on the podcast. Great. Totally fine. But that is never a thought in my brain that would ever, I would ever think of that, you know? Like, do I share too much on this show, on this program? I don't think you share too much, but you also decided at some point to start a podcast where you shared about your life. I'm coming on one time yeah, and I don't regularly just share to a bunch of people that I don't know about myself. And so it feels very um, raw for me to just share my heart and say, here's my entire testimony. Yeah. As opposed to you and Patrick who have. Right. No, that makes a lot of sense. You don't think I overshare? I don't think so, but. Some people have told me in the past that I overshare. (laughs) Listeners. (laughs) Interesting. Okay. Maybe sometimes you do. I don't know. 
the disadvantage of listening to a guy's podcast is you've heard most of his jokes, probably. Depends on how good he is at jokes. You come up with new jokes. I do know the format of your jokes, but we're also married. Right. I mean, you, you know the format, which is the format's half the joke. It's true. <laughs> no, Ethan, you're, you are still unique and original. I love you. I love you. <laughs> Thanks. Okay. <laughs> you left out all the other stuff. You still make me laugh. Thank you. This flew by, didn't it? It did. You gave great answers to the questions. Thanks. I love hosting a podcast with you. It was a ton of fun. It's easy. Right. It's youth. We're worried. But these questions carried us through the whole kit and caboodle. There we go. Is there anything else that you want to talk about? Nothing in particular. Anything else you think Unless we should talk about? Unless you have any other... I'm just curious. The podcast. The Crunch podcast. Okay. Do you think it's going in the right direction? I think so. You were... Is Regan doing a good job editing? Yeah. I feel really put on the spot here. Well, I just, this Regan, is we, you're doing a great job. This is normal. But also... Yeah. I'm just trying to have a conversation with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> you look at me like a deer in the headlights. I don't, I don't know how to expand long. on that. Well, just... Oh, I think the podcast is going in a great direction. I think you and Patrick are really going to... Boom. What do you, Boom. Answer. What do you mean? I think the podcast is going in a great direction okay. and you and Patrick are... Doing a wonderful job. Okay, thanks. I do think that doing more for your patrons has been really helpful. Yeah, we're really trying that. And will continue to be A lot of people are joining Patreon. Also, Regan, Ethan really appreciates not having to edit the podcast. Oh my gosh, it's changed my life. every single week at 11 p.m. on Saturday night, he would remember that he had to record, or had to edit it, and it was pretty brutal. So, I appreciate that. I'm very grateful, and I think you've experienced some of the fruits of that, probably. Yes. Do I do I seem more relaxed? You do. Less stressed? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> In regards to the podcast, yes. Yeah, that's true. That's I do think point. it's given you more freedom to do things like do the cool lunch. Stuff. The crunch lunch. The crunch lunch. Which you t- you were a part of. On accident. Hi. I'm really sorry for whoever heard that. <laughs> I thought I was muted. If you want to listen to the crunch lunch, it's on Patreon. I think this is good. I think we can we can wrap this up. Great. So I really, really have to go to the bathroom. Okay. If I sit here any longer, we're going to have to wash these couch cushions. You know what I'm saying? Yikes. Yikes. Any any final words or exhortations to the good listeners of this show? Thanks for letting me come on again. Thanks for coming it's on. It's been, gosh, probably a year and a half. We were. I was in Tulsa last time. It was time a we year recorded. before our wedding that weekend. Whoa. Yeah. We weren't even engaged yet, were we? Mm-mm. We recorded a podcast before we were engaged. I know. That's what were you going to do if we broke up? Delete it. No, I wouldn't. Well, don't make that phase. That would have been sad. Well, it would have been sad, but so would it would have been more sad if we had broken up than if I had deleted an episode. That's true. We don't have to think about that. Your parents joined my support team while we were still dating. That's a pretty risky thing. Not really. Kind of, because what if we break up and then they're like, ooh, they're just going to cancel this money. Let's go into this guy. they would have kept it. You think so? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. It would have been a weird phone call to him anyway. That's true. Hey, Greg. Really appreciate the money. Asking for increases. <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, I don't have anything else either. Patreon.com slash the crunch. Bit.ly slash crunch discord. That's the link to join the discord, which is where all of the magic happens. And uh, please pray for Patrick and Phoebe and Leo as they continue to raise 
their child. I guess Leo's <laughs> not raising the child. Patrick and Phoebe are raising Leo, and they're doing great. The pictures are beautiful. Baby boy's doing awesome. Uh, please also say prayer for our baby as he or she continues to grow. We hope to find out the gender soon. In a few weeks. In a few weeks. So uh, definitely going to announce that on here when we know. Uh, so say a prayer for the baby. Say a prayer for Emma. And say a prayer for me if you remember. Thank you so much for listening. I don't even remember my... I'm so out of rhythm without Patrick. I'm sorry. No, it's not your fault. You just... You should not have a beard. I'm just not Patrick. You're just not Patrick. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you, and we'll see you all next week. There you go. I'm so sorry. You'd think I would know how to do this podcast. Spring is in the air at Littleton Coin Company, and we want to help you brighten your collection. Visit us at littletoncoin.com all month long to enjoy 15% off your purchase. With a wide selection of coins, paper money, supplies, and more, Littleton Coin Company has something for every collector's taste. Use promo code SPRING at littletoncoin.com for 15% off your purchase all month long. Restrictions apply. Littleton Coin Company. Serving collectors since 1945.